0: You are listening to episode 80. And I also would like to introduce today the Okiki Video Bootcamp. Yes, I will be launching a course, which I will have a wait list in the show notes. And I will be launching some group coaching as well. I know there has been a lot of requests lately of people wanting to learn how can they create content for their own brands. And so I'm looking forward to bringing you along in the journey with that. If that's something that you've wanted to gain skills and techniques on, This will be for you. You'll learn systems on how to create content effectively and efficiently and have more time for yourself in the process while reaching your clients. Again, you can find the information for the Okiki Video Bootcamp in the show notes below. Hello, hello, hello. I am so excited to share this episode with you. On today's episode, I will be featuring none other than my own Uncle, yes, uh, his name is Yinka Oguleye. And while I was in Nigeria over the summer uh, to hang out with family and go to a few memorials, I got to spend some time with my uncle who has really had a vast and amazing career uh, where he started as a database administrator and he has worked with financial systems with Pan Ocean Oil Corporation in Nigeria. Not only that, he has gotten to work with the Amazon Energy Group in 2020, and all from starting with a bachelor's degree in zoology, which he later then uh, began uh, with his master's in computer science. So he has a lot of diverse interests, and currently he is working on at least uh, three different projects. One of them is a startup called RibaX, the other one is atrium data solutions and services limited which is his project consulting company and he's also into agribusiness where he has started to develop a palm oil plantation and pig farm and if you are liking these episodes please let me know i would love if you would leave me a rating on spotify or apple podcasts or even Make some comments on my YouTube channel if you're enjoying these episodes and you're getting value, and if they are inspiring you in your entrepreneurial life and journey. Also, this episode is also brought to you by Okiki Consulting, where we provide you with video content strategy consulting, so whether that's video editing, videography, in both languages, in English and French, if you're based in Canada, we're a bilingual country. (laughs) And yes, so we offer you that. And that is also uh, what this episode is brought to you by. And on with today's episode. Welcome to the Okiki Podcast, where we make inspirational people known. Brought to you by your host, Fiona O'Brien. today I have the very special honor of having my uncle Yinka on the podcast. This is so exciting. I'm actually at his space right now and I'm visiting him and a family in Nigeria and it's been a wonderful time. But one of the things I wanted to do was interview people from my family because I'm very inspired by people in my own family who are also very entrepreneurial and uncle Yinka is one of them. <laughs> so I felt it was a good time to share his story with everyone else. And I'm just honored that he made the time for me today. So thank you for being on the podcast, Uncle Yenka. Thank
1: you very much. and Hello everyone. Just like she said, my name is Yenka Ubley. Thank you.
0: Yes. So you have had a very interesting and diverse background. So maybe let's go back in time and talk about, yeah, what was your educational background and what was your process kind of in even getting to your career space?
1: I think uh, going back in time although you know when you're doing job interviews yeah <laughs> you rather start from where you have your current role yeah then you walk your way back to the beginning but right. but I, I like this because it's more or less like turning the thing around yes and letting us see from the beginning so I started out with a degree in biology zoology background wow. I majored in genetics mm. in fact wow. I would have been um, a lecturer. Ah. at this stage if not for a six-month communication gap with my then supervisor who was looking for me ah to offer me the role right funnily enough i finished my national service and i walked into a junior administrator role in the i.t so it was sort of a wide uh, gap so imagine coming from a zoology background Mm. and then walking into an i.t role yeah very um, different uh, very different and the explanation for that is that uh, all through school i
0: mm-hmm. have
1: always been within the IT community so my dad my late dad was one of the first set of 50 trained computer scientists in Africa so wow. IBM had this program to bring computing to Africa mm. so they went around speaking smart folks
0: <laughs> like my
1: grandpa <laughs> uh, grandpa yeah very very smart yeah. uh, grandpa was good in his math was good yeah. in analytics and stuff like that so and we've watched grandpa i remember it caught my fancy one day i went with him to the office mm. and i saw him walking and i was curious what's this about and that was how i picked it mm. and good enough he sent me to combat school so mm. i learned programming c plus Yes. basic programming and database, we, we, then we used to call it DBase, hmm. and then what uh, evolved into Excel spreadsheets and all that. So I learned all that I was in that space yeah, and I was doing that through pattern. I think the other side of the story is that I wanted to study computer science at my first degree. I didn't meet the cut, and I didn't want to stay at home, so I studied zoology, which I found very interesting because I was in the area of genetics. Right. So, nutshell, I graduated first degree zoology, walked into an IT role, as I said, junior administrator, who we were offering services to the um, accounts department there. Mm. Another interesting thing I think in my career was that I've stayed in the oil and gas industry space. Virtually all my former work life. Mm. But what I have done, I have been very, very fortunate because I was identified as one of the talents within the company I worked for for the first 20 years Mm. and part of the talent development program is what we call job rotation Mm. so the way that works is that they spot you as a future leader and they put you on a I think a five-year development program wherein you go around Mm. so I had uh, exposure in the area exposures in the area of oil and gas exploration Mm. uh reservoir engineering
2: yeah drilling mm.
1: i actually visited uh oil and gas location i visited wow. drilling sites yeah. i climbed the platform wow. so i saw oil and gas production from the technical side i mm. saw it end to end i stayed with the team um, and i did my first six months doing the technical side of the rotation program very cool and after that i moved to the commercial side Okay, okay, so I went to finance, I went ah. to contracting, I went to budget and planning, I went to legal aspects. Mm-hmm. So I went around,
0: so all of that within that same role, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. So
1: I think what I did was not only broaden my base, mm-hmm. but also sharpened and sharpened my view for the business. So, around, right, uh, a whole round view yeah um and i think a connect i need to also need to draw was my journey from yeah. computing to business
0: yeah to
1: so, so mainstream business because um i did my first nine years mm. um, in the it space in the oil and gas industry
0: awesome
1: but i did another 12 and a half years in corporate planning and strategy i am right so right now took a break to face entrepreneurship squarely mm. and my last role was vice president new ventures and group ed corporate planning and strategy one interesting thing happened around 2009 mm-hmm. so because of the nature of what i was doing in it at that time so i was the head of information system so we have what we call the information system group mm-hmm. and this group lead transition from your current process either to Uh, an automated process or a semi-automated process Mm -hmm. to an optimized process Mm. so that role enabled me to interface with the business if you're going to automate you need to gain an understanding of the business you need to understand the chain you need to understand some of the intricacies the challenges the the value aspiration and you need to understand all that so it was giving me an exposure to business Mm along the line I decided to also enhance my education after having gotten a master's degree in computer science, which was my first love. Yeah. I decided to branch into business by taking an MBA. So I went to business school. Mm -hmm. Business school also gave me an exposure. I went to the best business school in Africa currently. Financial Times rating, Lagos Business School. Mm -hmm. And um, the model we were operating, what we prided ourselves was something close to the Harvard model. Mm. Wherein we're doing case study analysis. So we took businesses, we sort of like reviewed them as a case. Mm. And uh, we're able to bring out learning points and things around what will you do in, in such a scenario. So I got wired to dimension business problems. Mm. Um, I remember one of our uh, interesting courses, analysis of business problems. So I got wired to dimension business problems and that reflected on my job. One thing was that my mind started drifting towards business, mm. and the other thing was that it reflected in my work output at work mm. because I got to work in cross-functional project teams. Ah, and so instead
0: that, of just
1: one section, they yeah, noticed you were good at a lot, at, at a lot of sec- uh, other sections, mm-hmm. and I stood mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I remember we were on a project that was uh, that involved. I think we were on a human capital project. Yeah. Um, but it involved because it involved the, every other aspect of the business. So mm-hmm. it, they selected a team
2: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, took us off sites. Yeah. And we were away for two weeks. And the first was an isolated training program. Mm-hmm. And the second was actually the strategy part of the work.
2: Nice.
1: And I was like one of the leaders in terms of performance, in terms of idea, in terms of understanding, assignments. Probably
0: innovation that. too. Be, uh, I'm
1: means. coming to innovation. <laughs> yeah so the facilitator then yeah. was a canadian he's a canadian and i remember something interesting happened so i was gonna on the last day i was gonna leave early we were yeah. in london so one part of me is i play golf a whole lot yes is <laughs> <That's> that you should
0: golf in nigeria so very serious <laughs> anywhere
1: i yeah. go if i travel to a place yeah. i must play golf mm-hmm. i must visit golf shops buy kids and all that so um I had ordered a golf kit online, but it couldn't be delivered. And I needed to travel to another side of London to pick my kits. So I needed to close, uh, to close early from the training program. So I took permission from then the group HR and uh, when the group HR allowed me, so I just quietly, I was about sneaking out when the facilitator said, was I leaving? I said, yes. And he said, and he sort of like paused his class, he paused the session. Oh. and he took permission from the session and he said that he wanted to do this in the open to acknowledge my inputs my performance uh, and the whole thing so he gave me like a public acknowledgement nice. that man he is saying some people that you did very well um you, you, i'm gonna take this as part of my feedback wow. to the organization and That's memories and, and and that really really sort of like did uh some good thing around my confidence level, around the fact that I was growing, and I was catching And that on. was in that
0: MBA program, specifically.
1: Yeah, yeah. and especially in awesome. the MBA program. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. awesome. So uh, we came back to Nigeria, and uh, the chairman, managing director of the organization, also uh, addressed the organization and talked about the project. Because that was when they were now introducing the project to the organization, and talked about the project team, and said, I was part of, uh, mentioned my name among I think three or four that were outstanding so we also got that as well this was three months to the end of my mba Uh, and then i got a call from my executive director who said that um, they are starting a team a unique team called the strategy and planning team uh, and that um a strategy director was going to be recruited from the u.s but they needed a guy
2: that's hands
1: on within the organization
0: yeah.
1: and that they reviewed over 200 series and a lot fell on me.
0: Wow, wow.
1: So and he said, is this something I want? Do I want to go and think about it? And you know, this is something that had been my quest, this is something that had been my mind all through the MBA program. Hmm. So I said, hey, sir, I don't need to go and think about it. You know right now. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the answer right now. Yeah, and yeah. And I took the offer. Yeah. So and that was how strategy journey started. Uh strategy journey shaped me a whole lot where yeah. i am right now because the company PanOcean, i i will always want to mention PanOcean um, because the company did a lot especially mm. my executive director who yeah. is now the group managing director of the company mr stephen Fadei. he took me like a brother and his brother as well jason Fadei, they put a lot of trust in me mm.
2: uh,
1: they encouraged me mm. and they sort of like that helped my group so what was the first thing they did as soon as I got to strategy to understand that there were gaps. So there were knowledge gaps, skill gaps, and I needed to rapidly cover mm-hmm. So they put me on a package program, an accelerated development program that included oh. learnings, uh, resources. Mm-hmm. They got me a mentor, uh, an X-Shell strategy, uh, the executive. Wow. Um, and uh, put me under a mentorship program for 18 months it was so like the company did this right? yes the company so they totally all invested company expenses in. wow that, this was that's
0: quite a company culture that they saw that you're good at a role but they also like invest in you as an individual big
1: investment yeah so, and that is you can understand uh, my yeah. passion and emotion when i get emotional i uh, say i must mention uh this yeah month. that's so really great big investment and i will always be be grateful for that mm. And good enough. People that I related with, uh, there was also this HR, uh, chief HR officer then of Moore, uh, Zafwe, Mm. good guy. Mm. He he sort of like did the proposal, package the thing, and said, this is how you develop a strategy executive. So they saw ahead Mm. and sort sort of like prepared that. The other fantastic thing they did was exposure to projects. So with my portfolio, I have being involved in, I have led singly or co-led lots of big value projects Mm. within the organization. So that broadened my exposure, broadened my space, broadened uh, my capability in in doing things. But as with any young ambitious person like I am, there's always the quest to do more. So there's always new, what is the new challenge? Oh,
0: if you don't mind, before I get into the entrepreneurship, because I I also want to tie it up for the audience so far, because this is really cool. So what I love about what you've explained so far is that even though you didn't get into your first love computer science right away, you still somehow navigated and came back to it through different paths. So for those of you watching who maybe you don't get into the program you want to right away, Mm-hmm. um you should still try do you should still go yeah. on that quest and then it seems like you're very versatile because zoology is very different and yeah. genetics is very different but then you did that computer and it and then yeah. you moved into management and business and yeah. then i think just the drive people being able to see that ambition and go okay this is someone worth investing in so all of that to lead to this next phase which, which uh uh Uncle is about to talk about because it's mm. also very fascinating yeah so after all that corporate training and so many diverse skills and so many diverse sectors yeah then what led to now your entrepreneurship projects which you have quite a few yeah. um so yeah let's go into so, that very very interesting <laughs> yeah
1: okay something happened along the line um, in my career progression, so um, I think naturally I, I ideate a lot. Mm. Um, another person that ideates a lot is my mm. wife. Mm. Mm. Um, so she comes up with stuff, mm. and she'll say that why don't we think around or do this? Mm. Um, I'm an execution guy as mm. well, so mm-hmm. execution, I'm execution centric. Mm. So even some of the things we've done at home, my wife conceives, I execute. Mm. So. Along the line we've been having some side also, so as we call it in Nigeria. Mm. I recall there was a time I yeah. I gave my wife, so I've saved some money. I mm. remember the exact amount, nine hundred thousand naira. I think that would be about three thousand dollars ish right now. But, but back then that was a lot of money. Yes, and yes. it was aggressive savings. And I wanted to give my wife and daughter a treat. So after saving I calculated so it could take my wife and daughter on holiday to Dubai but it couldn't take them so I said Ah. okay take this money and you and the daughter go to Dubai don't worry I'll continue working and my wife said no Ah. so she said that there's been this idea that she had and that who knows if this money will be a good uh, starting capital. Um, So, that birthed our first major business, which was an ice block factory. Hmm. We actually built an ice block factory from the scratch. Oh, wow. We bought six giant machines. We bought the machines one by one. Hmm. We built the factory. So, my father-in-law, who was also, my late father-in-law was also an entrepreneur. Hmm. But he was more down to the street-level entrepreneurship. It was close to the market. In fact, it was Assistant Secretary of the Market Association. That was how we built our first somewhat big business uh, because we started from scratch. We're also very fortunate that... um, And, um, you know, businessmen will tell you, location, location, location. So I think the first thing we got right was location. Yeah, We were the heart of markets, hot region. Ice Block was so much in high demand. Yes, Uh, as you can imagine. So we sold... To people selling ice drinks, we yeah. sold to people selling uh meat, fish, chicken, mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that. We saw the business grow. Mm-hmm. We acquired cold room business just right next door mm-hmm. that was going down. We bought it over, ah. and uh, we expanded into cold room. Wow. We were doing so well. So as I was saying, we were going to move into uh, bottled water production, and uh, and you know on one hand is you optimize what your base could give you yeah and then you sort of like get your expansion in that line buying bottled water Mm. and sachet water Mm. and we were putting them in cold room Mm. high and we saw this thing was moving fast so we could do the numbers we could Mm. calculate what is our margin Mm. and then we could say what if we are producing ourselves that was the move and my father-in-law was a great inspiration with mm. us in that because he was with us in that business mm. at the point uh when we had staff issues he mm. managed for us so we did Very cool. we did so well in that uh the only downside uh was that at the point we had problem the market space we had problem with government uh, and government uh, forcefully took over the market Oh, so government yeah, from the market association, so oh, okay. government was expanding in real estates, ah. and then they took over the market. The yeah,
0: actual location. Yeah, that, that
1: location. Mm. Um, we're still in courts mm. <laughs> to get compensation, <laughs> but that's the side. Yeah. So that's but one example. I mean, my wife and I, believe uh, Me, we've done lots of uh, business together. So that's our entrepreneurship side, family-wise. Very
0: cool.
1: Professionally, yeah. One interesting thing happened mm. along the line of things. And I will mm. tell the story uh, this way. So we we were on a project, mm. mm-hmm. and I was secretary or project administrator. Mm. I was uh, team lead on, a, on an aspect. So in that project, each time I finish my assignment mm. on each aspect, mm. so I get deployed to another aspect. So one interesting area I found myself with one of my very good friend, yes. Tosan, back then a yeah we were saddled with the responsibility to develop a learning strategy for the projects the people on the project and for the organization to deploy and it was the um, ERP solution
0: okay okay so our
1: re- its responsibility was learning strategy
0: mm. and
1: communication mm-hmm. so the learning and communication mm. um, as I then, that wasn't something we've done before mm-hmm. so mm. the first thing it was that told us that it was us in the face where we had to get creative hmm, hmm. and innovative hmm. i've gone through um what is called in my uh growth path i've gone through what the, what the organization called leadership academy awesome so just like i said they selected us yeah they uh, get as they used to say yeah and put us through a developmental program yeah so at the leadership academy one orientation that we're given is strict mm. discipline they give you a challenge, yes, and you're supposed to come out with a solution for the company at mm. zero cost.
0: Zero cost, yeah. wow, at that zero would cost. be very serious <laughs> and a great way to start a business, yeah. So, <laughs> so
1: yeah, uh, and you know, I was in leadership academy for one year, okay. And had the so, my t- team we developed three projects mm. at zero cost, mm. so I was used to developing projects at zero cost. So, while we were on ERP, mm.
2: you
1: know, that orientation followed us through Hmm. so we're supposed to develop so i had one of the responses i had was to develop a learning solution
0: Hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: remember at zero cost
0: zero cost
1: so sat back thought about it also research, and i realized that i could develop an online learning solution remember i've had trainings in programming Mm. and i could i could write programs but not uh codes of today mm. i think my cutoff point was visual basic i had a bit window into visual basic mm. but i could do uh things like on excel i could do some codes to enhance yes. excel so excel came to mind as a simple solution mm. so you know what i did i using excel i developed an online test solution that you will write yeah. your test. uh you will multiple option test, Hmm. And as soon as you click Submit, it generates your answer for you. Ah. And that was what we used as a an internal test and certification solution. And the good thing was that myself and the team, we developed the content, mm. the test content, and then we just used creating tool. So And you know, and there were six modules hmm. for that ELP solution. So,
0: so Excel was your backend?
1: Yeah, Excel was. Excel, Excel was everything.
0: Oh okay remember
1: zero cost simple yes. we didn't want to go deep coding we just wanted something simple yes that was effective and mm. people could get certified mm. so excel was everything so basically what we just did was put it on excel put it on the server and then give the people the link mm. so once you write it records it on also under tab on the spreadsheet mm. and that was somewhat phenomenal then because mm. It was effective, it worked, and people got satisfied. Yeah. This conversation is around how did the entrepreneurship journey start. So mm. this was the takeoff point for the technical or technology aspect of the entrepreneurship journey. Mm. So back then, lunch hour, some of us friends, we used to gather at some eating uh, location, like public space, interesting spaces. And basically what we do is over lunch, we just talk about ideas. What are mm. the things, other things we could do and all that. And we used to do that once a week. Some friends, even from the office, colleagues from the office, friends outside we meet. Yeah. So and we bounce idea. Hmm. And I remember at one point I mentioned the fact that this was what we've done. I see myself taking this product Hmm. out in the market. Right. Developing it and all. And my friend Tiny picked interest in it. Hmm. So that was where our first project Hmm. came up. Before we even started coding, we did a lot of work in uh, researching the space, mm. looking at competition, what the competition was doing, what are we going to do differently and all that. And we started that project.
2: Yeah.
1: But I put a pause to that project because I came up with what I believe was even a far better idea. Mm. So I realized that, okay, there is the world is always moving in demand supply gap hmm so and you can sort of like narrow it down to somebody needs a resource so or something be that item there's something if i i took it to the point that there's nothing that is a waste even your electronic device or anything that home, even Thinese. your antique can be so even when you want to throw it away somebody mm. is somewhere that That's, actually need that thing yeah why don't we have a platform that connects mm-hmm. Who has that and who needs it and you hmm. in a continuous basis we continue to connect them together cool. and that we could do a lot of things so i shared that with my business then business partner Tyring. that this is an idea that i have and he agreed with me that this was a bigger and better idea than the test so we abandoned the test we said we're going to come back to this project later since on the test project we've already had the business uh model mm. straightened out we had a draft of the business plan so we just kept it in the cooler and then we now face this head-on mm. and that started interesting journey we shared it with people mentors advisors and their us on. so we developed a test or what we call a pilots mm. oh yes and uh, tiny was it take uh, the i was ideation strategy and financing Taryn was a tech guy we took it to our mentor Hmm. Ola Oladeji
2: that
1: was the mentor Panoshon family ah from Shell yeah from the the ex-shell and from the relationship of mentor mentee yeah we we sort of like (laughs) continued ah awesome and he's like a brother oh that's wonderful so I remember that I went to see Buiga in his office one evening and for about two hours Huh. I was defending idea, the business idea, the uh, proposal, and you know, you know, mentorship model or mentors, mm. they don't tell you things directly, mm. so they ask questions, probing questions, right, and then you have to sort of like think about it or give an answer. So Very true. that was the format too. And at the end of a rigorous uh, scrutiny, Uh-oh. at the end of a rigorous scrutiny uh Buhiga said he liked it uh, um he will invest in it mm. but he gave a challenge he said that since my business proposal said we're gonna go in three major phases and i wanted to do phase one that i should go do phase one mm. get it into markets um, and then at phase two he's coming to invest so I and I believe that he threw that challenge because he wanted me to really, really do the work,
0: like proof of concept <laughs> yeah. for those who aren't into the tech space. Yes. Yeah.
1: So he wanted me to really bring yeah. it to market yeah. and, and, and make it work, hmm. and uh, he wanted to see a situation where um, I actually execute it hmm. rather than just ideate and leave left it yes, handed. yes. So and one thing with within the entrepreneurship journey is that it's sometimes it's a lonely. Uh, it comes with its ups and downs and, and sometimes those down moments can be really really challenging so we formed a company tiring my partner and i back then we formed a company called idago mm-hmm. idago was from the word uh, advance adagio um, and some other things we mixed together uh idago was supposed to be the platform that the idea was supposed to run on but we hit um, some brick wall. Uh, I wouldn't really want to go into that detail, but uh, we hit some brick walls, and uh, then and I fell apart business-wise. We had friends. Tyrine was my best man at my wedding,
2: mm-hmm. and we
1: are still friends today. Uh, but we fell apart business-wise. Uh, we couldn't uh, join it together. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I had a pause along the lines because I was promoted at my office then and a um, strategy group strategy that was a department now became a group mm. and i was the yeah. coordinator of the strategy groups which was more a responsibility seven companies and all that and i needed to set up a group structure
2: mm.
1: and that began to hit into my time mm. more than i uh, i imagined mm. and i needed to also prove because it was a challenge the company decided to Placing trust in me by not by putting me in that role and not staffing somebody from outside. Mm. So I saw that as I needed to really do something. So I went through research into enhancing my capability to take on that profile. Mm. And then some interesting thing happened. And all things work together uh, for good. Mm. The Bible says. Mm. Uh, Things work together for my good. Mm. Because in researching on how I was going to uh, be in that role, fit in that role, I encountered something that was going to serve dual purposes among many other things. Mm. It was going to enhance my capability in that role, mm-hmm. but it was also going to enhance my startup. Mm. So, when Tiny and I fell apart, mm. I repackaged the idea, mm. I re- started another company called X. Mm. and that is what I'm doing at the moment. Mm. And then, along the line my research, I found a program at Harvard. Uh, it's mm. called the Harvard Business Analytics course. Okay. When I read about the program and the what mm. it was about, I realized it was going to serve my strategy role. Hmm. And it was going to serve rebuys.
0: Because I guess whether you're in the corporate field or whether you're doing a startup, yeah. it still requires aggressive amount of strategy. Yeah,
1: aggressive amount of strategies both ways. Mm. And what was this connecting thread what was this thing the unique point that was going to serve both was actually along the lines of analytics artificial intelligence machine language uh predictive prescriptive descriptive analytics uh, and a kind of digital innovation and strategy Hmm. all that was what i went through Hmm. all that was so i saw strategy execution business uh operations i saw it in an innovative from an innovative perspective mm. and i w- it was like a paradigm shift it was like an unlearning what you've known traditionally and sort of like getting in into a new world into a new space mm. and i was on the other program for 18 months mm. and early on in the program i was i kept telling myself this are the things I've been looking for. This is what I need. This exposure and all that. So I repackaged my startup after having gone through some learnings and all that. I, repack- I repackaged Rebuy X, and uh, Rebuy X right now is going to be a-, a solution platform, but much more. We are layering AI on it. So for us, our value offering, aside from uh, our mantra, search, connect, and communities, our value offering is that we're going to be uh, an AI. We're layering artificial intelligence on it so that we can be able to, uh, aside from trade, for, aside from the basic trade you do, we, we offer you service in terms of intelligence. Mm. So we can be able to predict markets. Mm. So if you're going to be, if you, so it's as simple as if I want to bake this cake. You are just about to set out to bake the cake. We are telling you the best place to sell the cake this cake that you have we are telling you the timing uh, if you're going to sell this cake in september we have found you five markets where potentially this cake will be in high demand
0: so basically doing the business analytics for you ahead of time I, ahead of
1: time so and that is what we, we we're doing um, right now um and, and i think two other things before i take a pause and take more question entrepreneurial wise i've always believed that and everything i've done uh, even in my career i think i've always enjoyed what i'm doing uh, even much more than the uh, monetary value that comes out of it so i've always enjoyed the fact that i'm in my space and i derive pleasure in what i do Um, entrepreneurial wise is the same thing i think the big thing is the fact that you derive pleasure in what you do and that keeps you going the monies come uh the monies will come bigger monies will come at some other time but yeah. it's your space you derive pleasure so mm-hmm. from the time i've been uh, a young guy i've always been uh, taking fancy for the agri space I've, uh, I've been a part-time farmer or the order in primary school i had a small piece of land uh, that i was uh, planting corn and vegetables and all that Today, um, also in the agri uh, business space, um, I'm doing pigri, um, I'm doing palm oil plantation, I'm doing cassava, I'm doing uh, vegetables, different kinds of vegetables, I'm doing corn. Mm. And um, I intend to get into, uh, so there's the, the gap. So we've identified the gap between uh, production, which is uh, the farming, and the end market and the intermediary processing is where we see a lot of gap that we see that people are yet to really really optimize so one of the conversations that is going on right now um, and the plans that we are developing right now we want to build concept of a central processing facility for milling agri products and developing agri products so you can imagine palm oil for example we want to have Yes. um a central processing zone where farms within that geographical uh, radius or diameter can bring their products here and we have the machines integrated machines and tools that we process and we, we give you enhanced value because we give you more in terms of volume more in terms of value more in terms of money mm. and more in terms of access to market mm. and all this Revix is still connected because remember, somebody has something, somebody needs something. Revix is that platform that connects you together. So those are the things we are also layering on doing by this side. On the professional side, finally, I offer consulting services, strategy consulting, business uh, performance. In terms of performance planning, performance uh, reviews, performance development, projections, and all that. So, I do that on the consultant. And, and I do small sort science of contracts uh, with the governments and with private sectors. So, that is me at the moment. Uh, I guess that's the journey up to this point. No, thank you. <laughs> we'll have
0: to do part two another time. I feel, okay. I feel like everyone's been... So, so uh, really yeah,
1: good. everyone is at home now. So okay. yeah, no so, worries. Thank so, you. Thank you very Thanks much.
0: Thanks. I
1: appreciate it. You got me to tell my story. Yeah,
0: uh, I'm excited to hear it. <laughs>